our spirit. What is it? Where does it go? Are we able to see them using our mind's eye? If so, just what can spirit teach us? Welcome to School Through Spirit. Host Diet Renee is a certified psychic medium and master teacher of psychic and mediumship development through LWISSD. Diet was born knowing spirit and now is here to help you better understand the spirit world. And now your host, Diet Renee. Good morning, everyone. Uh, welcome, welcome to uh, Schooled with Spirit. Uh, I'm Danny, and this is Terry, and we are guest hosting for for Diet today, as she is on vacation. So, uh, this is our first time um, hosting a radio show. So, please be kind as we kind of muddle through how to uh, maneuver through this uh, adventure. So, um, like I said, my name's Danny, I'm co-owner of Soul and Synergy, along with Terry in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Uh, we have um, been around for quite some time in the metaphysical world. Um, I personally, my profession is in, is in healthcare, and I kind of dabble in the metaphysical. And uh, Terry, as uh, as well, um, has kind of found his way here here too. But uh, um, I'll let you kind of introduce yourself. Okay. Well, good morning. So um, you'll see me looking back and forth today because I am watching. Uh, good morning, Diana. Uh, the comments and stuff as well. Um, so some of you know me, uh, being guest star on the other or guests on the other shows with uh, Stephanie Lynn and with Diet. Um, so I just wanted to, you know, we're we're going to talk a little bit about Reiki today. We're going to talk a little bit about oh, we like we have a full page of stuff that we have over what we're like. But um, we do have uh, at nine thirty we have Shaman Abraham coming in. Uh, she is uh, an aura reader. She does aura photography. She makes beautiful jewelry. Um, and so she's going to talk, come in about 9.30, and we're going to talk about auras and what they mean. So, um, and then... Uh, At 10.30, we have uh, Stephanie, uh, who is going to be with us as well. She also hosts a radio show here and uh, talking to us about her path to, um, that, that led her to where she is today. So, uh, but like Terry said, we have a, a long list of things to talk about today. We have uh, Reiki, tarot cards, magic. Uh, pendulums, how to use them, dragon magic, which is something that is kind of a, a new concept, uh, oracle cards, shadow work, chakras, and, and even maybe touching on ascension. So we have a lot of topics to talk about uh, related to those items. So uh, why don't we go ahead and get started? Okay. Um, just uh, good morning to John, and thank you for the comments. Uh, uh, where, where do you want to start? Let's start with Reiki. Okay. <laughs> So, so some people, there, there's still a lot of confusion out there about what Reiki is and, and what it really does for us. Um, so, you know, Reiki is an old Japanese tradition. Um, it is, uh, it is, it is con conducting the energies um, from the universal life force, uh, becoming the conduit for those energies, and, uh, you know, doing physical healings, uh, mental healings. Um, you just... You know, if you've taken a Reiki class and become attuned to the energy, you kind of have a clue of where you're going to go and what you're going to do. It, it opens up things for you that um, um, the average, uh, let's just live our day-by-day -day life person doesn't always have. Um, you know, not saying that this energy isn't with everybody, but just doing the classes and become more attuned. 
uh, to the energy opens you up for more things and it can help with uh, you're also bringing in your psychic abilities uh, your uh, you know hearing uh, spirit feeling spirit um, le learning how to uh, uh, live day by day with spirit uh, is a big thing so I don't know if you can see on the back wall of our studio here this is our classroom as well here at Soul Synergy but uh, the Reiki principles are back there uh, it is just living each day for what it is and uh, remembering that you can start over tomorrow if, if it didn't go well today with the next job, with the next uh, goal that you're working on. Well, um, tell tell the uh, um, the listeners what your path to being a Reiki master teacher was. Well, that was all your fault. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we met... Um, 2017. 16. 16. Oh, sorry, we moved in. Okay. Yeah. So it's hard for uh, me to keep dates correct um, and timelines working. So so we met in uh, 2016. Um, in 2017, we started going to metaphysical events and stuff, uh, you know, the wellness fairs and all that kind of stuff. And so um, as we met Diet and uh, met Christina and got readings from different people, everybody kept saying to me that um, I'm a healer and you can do this and you, know, you need to take the classes and all that stuff. But it wasn't until a, a show right here in Eau Claire where... Um, Diet was that again? Diet was that. Yeah. We were standing there talking with Diet and uh, Kathy Drinkman was up on the stage doing a healing with uh, a client and uh, the freakiest thing, like she still has her hands working on this client and she turned... I've never met this woman at this time, and she turned and stared at me. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, what does that mean? You know, because all these things, like, the things happen, and, and there's reasons for 99% of everything that happens in this world. So the next day, I thought, I'm going to try and schedule a, a session with her, since she was local, and have a healing done with her. Her system did not work. You couldn't book online. Nothing was working. I ended up calling her. And uh, she answered the phone and she said, well, I explained where I seen her and stuff and what had happened. She said, well, I'm teaching Saturday. And um, yep, that was the start. Yeah. So I took the first class, you know, most of you know that I was bus driver at one time and uh, I took the class over Thanksgiving break, took a level two over uh, Christmas break mm -hmm. and I mastered over spring break. Yeah. So, you know, we had our first office open. Um, it is just one of those things that, I had to learn hard was you don't have options sometimes and the more they you don't listen to spirit the more they keep throwing it in your face until you know that old two by four finally comes along and, and wakes you up so um, listen to those signs and listen you know watch what's going on um, so so and then uh you know we joined we joined solstice um a year later, um, I had an office over there. We, we did a few things, but we opened our own store here um, in April, in April, April 2nd of this year. So um, here in Eau Claire, we have a brick and mortar. We do uh, wellness fairs um, throughout Wisconsin and uh, looking at doing some other states as well for 2023. Um, so if anybody out there is listening and want to become a vendor, reach out. Um, well, explain what the different levels mean. I mean, what's the difference between level one, level two, and master? What what do you learn in each of those? So level one is, you know, we, we talk about level one being working on yourself. So you take um, Reiki one or level one, and um, 
I do about three and a half hours of book learning and talking about the different things that, um, how, it, how it came up, the history, all these things that happened. And then we, uh, we go into um, an attunement process. And uh, that, that is the first uh, set of symbols that are put within you and attuned to the energy. So what that's all about is working on yourself. Um, you know, it's, it's about healing yourself and finding those paths or finding those things within yourself that you need to work on to um, heal your own self while you're working on other people. So um, we do about two and a half, three hours of hands-on stuff where we, we learn how to feel energy and we um, learn how to let ego go and to allow the things to come in that need to come in. So, then level two is um, distance. So basically, um, you get attuned to the energy to be able to work on anyone, anywhere in the world, um, yeah, whether it be past, present, or future. Um, it is said that we can travel back in time with the Reiki energy to heal us as a child. Um, but um, I work on clients all over the United States. Um, I haven't done um, in another country yet, but around the, around the United States, uh, I work on people um, from right here. So, and then level three is master. So mastering um, the Reiki energy, um, master in the Reiki energy is um, really just becoming in tuned with who you truly are. Um, it's another attunement, it's uh, another symbol. Um, and then, uh, you know, it just really gives you that higher connection. Um, like your, your treatments, 15 minutes hands-on is all anybody ever needs after a Reiki master uh, is attuned. Um, um, you know, there's a lot of more things that go along with Reiki. You know, the psychic abilities, you know, that's your bonus. That's, um, you know, being able to hear, see, feel. Um, but, you know, the energy itself, Reiki itself, is all about the healing, the energy that comes through. So. Yeah, well, explain what the symbols mean. I know in, in one, you get a certain set, two, you get a certain set, and master, you get a certain set. What are the symbols? So the symbols are all about being attuned to the energies. Well, I know that, but uh, what does each symbol mean? I mean, I know there's uh, like uh, Chuck Ray and all those types of things, well, but, sure. so, but yeah. what, so, what's the importance of having the symbols in you? Well, the Chuck Ray is the on switch. That's the one that, uh, you know, we, um, we actually use in healings and stuff, um, but it is the, the switch that turns on the Reiki energy within the body. Okay. It accelerates it. Um, the well, I don't want to go through too far. Yeah, symbols. I know, I know, but so, I just wanted yeah, to but, kind of touch on what the symbols meant. Well, and then in level two, you get a distance symbol. Mm -hmm. So it's the symbol that attunes you to the energies to be able to take it distant. Um, so it's the symbol that gives you the um, extra energy to be able to send it. So okay. To speak. You know, um, people. You know, we talk about. I've had people go. Well, I I work in the energy field now. Um, but not being attuned and that's great and we do you know everybody can feel energy if you allow yourself to do it the whole part of uh the reiki energy or doing reiki is it gives you that higher connection and mm -hmm. uh, extreme um, you know as just even as i talk about it my body's heating up and my hands are getting warm <laughs> and, you know so it's just it's just making that connection, so 
Okay. All right. Uh, now, one of the things that we've started doing uh, at the store is uh, Reiki for kids. Um, and uh, one of the best things that uh, we can do as far as with kids is to teach them Reiki and energy healing and whatnot, because kids don't have that much of an ego yet and not that much of a thing that says, you know, this is, uh, this won't work. You know, this is, uh, uh, just make believe or any of those things that as adults, those things are hammered into our head. So it takes a while for us to, uh, kind of get out of that mode so that we're able to allow those things in and allow them to work. So for kids, if they learn it early, uh, their, their minds are open. They're free to, to think what they want to think and, and, and whatnot. So, uh, they, they have yet to be kind of hardened by, by, uh, life, but, uh, uh, teaching them Reiki is, is just very useful in that it allows them to not only, you know, heal themselves or, or others, it gives them some, some really good, um, tools, for, like for mindfulness and for being grounded and for, uh, really kind of, kind of managing their emotions and all of that, where, uh, that that is very useful not only for the kids but I would say for the parents too. <laughs> yes, well. yes. Um, so we have a, a class for for the kids and and the parents have to be Reiki attuned uh, so that they can help the kids along their journey uh, after the classes are completed. So that's something that uh, we find is uh, going to be very important as we move into the future where we want more, more people to uh, kind of be in in that mode of uh, um, you know uh, light working and and uh, healing people and and all of that and then the best the best place to start is is with the kids so yeah, um, that is uh, something that that we're we're working on. Good morning, Mary. Yeah, good morning, Mary. Um, so you know, I'm going to talk about that. Um, you know, the the children of our world are the key bringing them in. Um, so, you know, if you have children that, that you're really not sure what the heck's going on with them, um, they're seeing things, they're feeling things, um, and you're not sure what, what what's going on with them, I really highly suggest you find somebody in the energy world or the metaphysical world to help, um, help you help them, so to speak. Yeah. Um, we've had children, we've had parents bring children in and, and they, they you know, there's something on the ceiling or they see things on the floor or they won't sleep at night. Um, they won't sleep in their room at night. That's a big one. Yeah. Um, so, um, and we just work with them and help the child understand what's actually going on. You know, tuning in, you know, there's times I tune in, I tune into their bedroom and I can see what's on their walls or what's on their floor. Even just having a conversation about why grandma's visiting them every night um, or why they're waking up at four o'clock and three o'clock in the morning and they, and they see figures in, at their bed, you know, just figuring those things out for them to help them develop their skills. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. yeah. And that, that just uh, really kind of creates kind of a much better future. Um, um, not just for, for them, but uh, for, for, for the world uh, because the younger generation is what's going to be taking care of us when we get old. Yeah. So what better way of, of teaching them, you know, uh, how to to manage things and and manage themselves, their emotions, and all of that, and uh, lead towards more of a calmer kind of perspective. So yeah. uh, that that's uh, just something that uh, we kind of do there, and uh, just a um, maybe just an example of a Reiki healing session. What what kind of happens in there? So um, 
I never know. <laughs> Let's put it that way. So you know, the normal basic is uh, you know they, we we use a massage table and, and uh, to get people comfortable. Um, you, what you're really trying to do is get them as comfortable and relaxed as possible, so the energies flow um, easier. Um, and so basically, you know, the ninety percent of the time, you know, they lay down on the table and I. I sense the energies um, within their body and see where the blocks are, and we work on uh, releasing those blocks and getting the energy to flow and getting getting the body body balanced, um, the chakras aligned again, everything to flow well, um, and then it can go anywhere. Yeah, it truly can. Um, I have I pulled my chair around and sat beside him for forty five minutes, and we just talked. Um, we talk about spirit, uh, what spirit's telling me, um, what we're seeing, um, what we're feeling, um, why that dog is wrapping itself around my legs while I'm talking with her uh, or him. Um, a spirit dog, mind you. Oh, yes. 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 Spirit dog. Yeah. Um, the energies that flow through the room um, are, are amazing. Um, I've had witch doctors come in um, and, and sit at the end of the table and tell me what to do in a healing. Um, Truly, I've had an alien come in and, you know, help me remove shackles from somebody's feet. Um, there's so many things that can happen in, a, in, a, in an hour session. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. And but uh, Reiki can be used not only for for healing purposes or, or that kind of a thing. Um, you can use Reiki energy for um, kind of giving some love to plants, you know, uh, working on animals. Uh, there's. Uh, many examples, uh, especially from our friends, where they they reiki their pets and and they just love that energy. You know, the uh, animals are just so open that uh, they're able to feel and sense things that that we can't even see. I mean, how many times has your dog uh, kind of stared in a corner and started barking at it when nothing was there? You know, we couldn't see it, but they can. Um, so they're very open to energy and and working with uh, those types of things. So um, uh, reiki can also be used for for those purposes. So uh, we're we're very much uh, proponents of people learning uh, the Reiki and whatnot, and and we do classes here on on all three levels. So uh, that's something that uh, we're kind of blessed with being able to do for the community. Yeah, yeah, and go where you feel drawn. Um, if it's you know, if it's taking a class with us or taking a class with someone else, if you feel drawn to that person, then that's where you need to be going. Remember that when spirit starts giving you stuff. Um, to uh, to heal or to progress in your journey, it's it, it, you you may feel this overwhelming energy to do something in in that certain modality or a certain whatever. Do it. Um, that's how they're communicating with you, and that's what they uh, they need you to do. Yeah, so. and uh, it, it's not uncommon for someone to take Reiki one like with Terry and take Reiki two with someone else, yeah. and then a master level with someone else. Um, so it's, it's not uncommon to kind of do that. And you just have to follow um, kind of your intuition and whatnot as to who, who you want to uh, teach you for each of those classes. I mean, there's some people that stay with Terry all the way through or, or stay with a, a lot of our friends that uh, are teachers as well. And, and uh, people should not feel as though, um, let's see, not feel as though they have to stick with just one person. Just kind of go where spirit takes you. And uh, and don't feel guilty about it. <laughs> oh, sure. Okay. Um, yeah, and Diana uh, says, uh, I started giving uh, my dog Reiki. And, um, you know, we find that with animals that um, 
they all come up to you and you know once you started doing it they'll they'll sit there and beg for it or they'll just crawl on your lap and put their paws up and go it's my yeah. time or put their head in your hand yep yeah i go visit uh you know, family and friends that have pets that I've worked on before, and literally they'll meet me at the door sometimes to hold them to do the energy work. So, yeah. So, all right. Um, so that's kind of Reiki in a nutshell, and uh, something that uh, we do, and and uh, that we're uh, kind of proud of providing that service. But yeah. um, the next topic I kind of wanted to cover was tarot cards. And uh, I covered uh, some of this information on, on another radio show with Stephanie, but uh, just, uh, um, just a little bit about tarot cards because a lot of people ask questions. Um, I teach a beginner's tarot and an advanced tarot class, beginner's tarot with uh, just um, learning the basics so you're dangerous enough to uh, do a reading for yourself or for a friend. Where advanced uh, tarot is, I want to do tarot for wellness fairs or I want to go professional. So that's an eight week course of, of classes where I teach people how to, to uh, um, learn tarot well enough so that they're able to do uh, professional readings and, and whatnot. So, uh, but uh, tarot cards come from, um, uh, from way back in history, 14, 1300s. And it originally started out as playing cards. So it's uh, as the, the original kind of uh, King, Queen, Jack, 10, that kind of a thing. Uh, but it really wasn't until uh, the early uh, 1920s when a psychologist got a hold of them, uh, Carl Jung, and uh, really kind of kind of promoted it as kind of a psychological tool. Uh, because each of the cards have a different meaning, a different facet of uh, the human psyche. Uh, so where the tower card is all about uh, self-destruction and, and all of that, you have uh, the sun where people feel like they have it all. Uh, so it really kind of... Uh, uh, goes through the entire spectrum, the entire uh, rainbow of feelings and behaviors um, that, that humans experience. So it's very useful in, in that sense. Uh, but uh, for divination purposes, it's a, a really good uh, tool to use to have prompts for the different things that uh, you want to say to someone. So if you're going along doing a tarot reading, um, I often encourage people not to use the book uh, because the book is there when uh, you're not necessarily getting anything from spirit to share with that individual. So you have the, the basics of what that, that card might mean for that person. Uh, but as you really get into it, um, you, you, you find that uh, spirit is pointing, pointing you to different images on the card and for you to talk about those images. And uh, those are the things that are more pertinent for uh, the individual to learn. So uh, don't necessarily get so hung up on the book that comes with the tarot deck, uh, just just more so feel what the um, uh, the cards are saying to you, and uh, kind of move forward from there. Uh, and uh, the the students that I have currently that are in the advanced class, um, uh, they they've kind of gotten to that point now where you know they're just uh, using spirit and uh, using the cards as as cues and whatnot to provide information to the clients, and and that's really where you need to be. And uh, don't think you have to be hung up on that the page of, I don't know, uh, the page of each of the different suits being a, a new message or a new venture or, or any of those types of things. Maybe good for a little basics, but most, mostly you want to use it as a divination tool, using your own skills and your own abilities to interpret what the card means for that individual. I mean, I've had uh, a card, let's say, 
I don't know, uh, the chariot that mean like 10 different things for 10 different people because I was uh, guided to point out different things on the card for each of those individuals to consider. Um, so if you're doing tarot, uh, maybe use that as a hint. So you don't feel like you have to be so kind of uh, uh, prescribed to the same meaning for the card for every single person because uh, then you're not necessarily channeling a, a message to the individual. You're just um, uh, reading back what the author said that the card means. So uh, make tarot your own, make it to your own meanings and all of that. And that makes it a much more meaningful experience for, um, for, for your clients. So I just want to, you know, I, I, I don't do tarot like Danny does tarot. Danny, that's his thing. And mine is Reiki, of course. But um, last, what's it, last Thursday night when we did the, uh, the class where everybody had to bring somebody in for readings. And so we had around this classroom, um, we have five, we have five tables, five tables um, about 15 victims come in. <laughs> yeah, 50, yeah. And it was beautiful. I mean, I'm out in the front of the store and I can just feel the energy shifting in here. Yeah. And I had to come back in and sit down and get a reading real quick. And then I would go back out and do some more store work and I'd come back in. But these these guys had the confidence. It was unbelievable after, after seven weeks of classes and stuff and learning all this, um, you know, and watching them. You know, some of them were using the cards and some of them were touching the cards, but not really looking at the cards and just watching the overall uh, um, happenings of how it was coming down, yeah. so to speak. It was very beautiful. Yeah. I call that uh, the laboratory practicum uh, experience. Uh, um, I come from a, a background where I was a college professor for 14 years. And uh, I taught a lot of the sciences, A&P and chemistry and those types of things. Uh, so I kind of use that perspective in, in teaching my courses where it's uh, structured in, in a normal kind of educational format with syllabuses and stuff like that. So uh, this class or, or, or this last class this past uh, Thursday uh, was the laboratory practicum. And so each of the students had to sit there and develop their their technique for how to welcome a client. You know, what do you do after the person sits down? How do you how do you prepare for the reading? How do you connect to spirit? How do you um, uh, kind of work in, in that direction? How do you um, uh, kind of uh, relay those messages to the client? And then finally, the closing, where uh, what kind of uh, um, spiel or or whatnot uh, scripting do you use after you do the reading? So it really provided them with the experience with those uh, victims coming in. And I like to call them victims because they never know what they're going to get. Uh, and uh, uh, come in and... Uh, um, practice those those skills and those techniques so that they're ready to go and and uh, because we do wellness fairs you know I kind of offered uh, them to uh, kind of sign up to do some of our future fairs and and some of them actually did so um, that that's a wonderful thing I, I I'm very happy about that so we have about three minutes before China comes on um, okay uh, let's see uh, um, oh let's talk about how Tara uh, works with Shadow work. Okay. Well, we'll cover shadow work as a big topic okay. later, later, but uh, um, I'll just say, you know, tarot can be used for shadow work, and I'll talk about that in, in that, at that time. But uh, one of the last things I want to talk about um, while we have a couple minutes here before our guest shows is that there's uh, hundreds and hundreds of different types of tarot decks. Uh, the original is Rider Waite. I mean, that's that's the uh, 
the, the gold standard, if you will. But uh, there's many different authors and artists out there that put together their own tarot decks. And some of those tarot decks follow the the format of a writer weight with all of the same type of suits and, and uh, court cards and major arcana. Uh, but there are others out there that uh, don't follow any of those things at all. And, uh, and, and it's perfectly okay to use a deck that calls to you that may not be the standard kind of deck. So um, be, uh, uh, be aware that, you know, it doesn't really matter what kind of deck you use. Uh, use the deck that calls to you. I, I typically prefer, you know, more artistic uh, decks. So you're able to pull out different key things as, as kind of cues to uh, tell the, your client and whatnot. Um, but uh, just choose the one that works for you. And uh, you, you don't necessarily have to conform to any type of standard as far as that goes. And, and, and to be honest, I've used the same deck for all my readings uh, the entire time I've been professionally reading because that's the deck that calls to me and I don't need another deck to use. So uh, you may find yourself in that situation too. Yeah, it's, it's totally hilarious. We get out at an event and the one and only time we forgot to grab this tarot bag and went to... Barnes and Noble and grab a dra Dungeon and Dragons deck and he oh my God. at one time and went, I'm done. I'm done. I I'm can't done. do this. Yep. So he didn't do tarot that No, day. I didn't. <laughs> no. Anyways, so uh, two minutes. Okay. All right. Um, so I think we're ready to uh, take a little break here as we prepare for our first guest. And uh, we'll be back after uh, uh, this break. If you're a fan of the paranormal world, then you'll love WLTKDB Talk Radio. Talk shows bringing you the latest on everything paranormal, cryptozoological, metaphysical, true crime, psychic readings, and more. The truth is here and now on WLTKDB Talk Radio at WLTKDB.com. The Station Mobile app is finally here and ready for you to download free. With the app, you can listen to past shows, view upcoming live shows, read our blog, and even shop. Get yours today at the App Store and Google Play under WLTKDB Talk Radio. Stay connected and informed. WLTKDB Talk Radio mobile app. It's yours. Go get it. Come see our new station shop for some amazing top quality merchandise. There is something for everyone, like blankets, electronics, clothing, and much more. Head on over to WLTKDB.com and click shop to show your support by sporting our logo. The WLTKDB station shop at WLTKDB.com. Paranormal talk is our business. And business is good. Welcome back, guys. Um, so, Shyman's waiting for us in the uh, in the in the back room, so to speak. Um, 
we're going to bring her on here in just a couple seconds. Uh, we're going to talk about auras and uh, the you know what they mean for us and, and that kind of stuff. So um, please welcome her. Yeah, please welcome Shyman. Hi there. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? We're great. How have you been? I've been good. I've been well. I've been well. <laughs> so if you don't mind, go ahead and um, introduce yourself a little bit, uh, where you're living, where you're out of, you know, what you do, um, and then we'll, we'll jump in. Okay. Um, I'm Shaman Averhoff, and I am from Shell Rock, Iowa. I um, have been doing holistic fairs for the last 10 years now. Um, I am currently a certified crystal healer and a Reiki master teacher. Um, and I have always been gifted into that area. I've been grateful for all the loving and teaching that Spirit has done for me. And we that's how we met, was at a wellness fair. Um, uh, and then uh, the um, we've had some interesting talks on your journeys and stuff as well. So yeah. um, you can um, feel free to let people know um, how to find you as well, um, because she does do healings and uh, she is out there um, for us as well. So doing the light working. Doing the light work. Yeah. yeah. A, lot of, a lot of light work. You can find me at uh, sacreddesignsbyspirit.com. And um, I'm also, um, uh, you can reach me on my email. That's sacred, uh, sacred designs by spirit at Gmail. And you can also reach me on my phone number as well. Um, All right. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll post those later on in the link. Yeah. So. I just have a question. Yeah. Uh, what brought you to this journey? I mean, of course, you don't you, you didn't start out uh, from the cradle going, I'm going to be at wellness fair. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, what what really kind of was the, the, the point in your life that you said, you know, I need to transition my focus from everyday humdrum adult life to providing these services? Hmm. Well, um, I think like a lot of people, I, I, um, well, let's say I feel that it's been a lot of people have the same issues. I, I grew up in a very, um, holistic family. So I've always been drawn to the holistic lifestyle. Um, I worked in the insurance industry for, um, seven years and I really enjoyed that, but I also didn't like the corporate America kind of thing and felt that there was a real big need for people to uh, reach out and, and learn, go within to learn about themselves and what they need to do for themselves to reach a higher understanding of their lives. Mm -hmm. um, Is it, do you find that um, as we, as we go through this, that, um, there's more and more people looking for us. Um, Hands down. There's a lot of people needing support and guidance. Um, a lot of people are confused right now and they don't understand and they're in a lot of pain. Um, a lot of, um, I, I see on a regular basis, a lot of people dealing with depression and self-worth issues um, and just inner, all, inner lack of self-esteem. Um, and that leads to the pain within the body. So the more I can help heal that, the better it is for them. Yeah. yeah. Um, and one of the things I was curious about is why aura photography? You know, it's one okay. of the great things that you do. I always look forward to getting an updated picture of myself uh, <laughs> with the aura uh, around me. Uh, but what led you to to that uh, modality? Um, 
I had one done when I was doing a women's retreat out in Wyoming, and I thought it was great. And I loved the information that I received from it. Um, at the time, my aura was a bright yellow. And um, I was just really beginning doing a lot of the active work as far as my spiritual growth. And um, so it was kind of fun to see how my chakras were, how balanced they weren't in some spots and where they were better in others um, and the size of my aura. And I just felt that knowing that the energy within the human body can be controlled and, and, and um, empowered by doing your inner work. So I just thought that would be a great thing. And when my job went away, doing the insurance gave me the ability to take that leap of faith. And I use that as a stepping stone to uh, go to the expos and such. Okay, great. Because I know that's a, a very popular thing for people to to get uh, because they all uh, all hear about auras and stuff like that. And and some people can see them with their with their eyes, yeah. but uh, not a lot of people can necessarily do that. So having that type of a service is, yeah. is, is always really kind of exciting to, to see. Yeah. Um, so you make jewelry as well. I do. And, and uh, what type of jewelry do you make? I make, um, I do bracelets and necklaces. I do wire wrapping. I do a variety of jewelry. Um, and when I make the jewelry, I make it so that it balances people's energies and helps them to find their um, uh, confidence and help them with stress and anxiety. Um, all kinds of different bracelets for that because I can take the gemstones and put them together to help a specific need. Um, and I like to do the custom work where I can go into a meditative state and then I can ask spirit what type of stones that person needs to work with. And so they will tell me, usually it's a couple day process for me. And then I put the stones together for them and then my mind goes, well, this would be pretty together. right? <laughs> and then, then spirit goes, no, but they need this. I'm like, but I didn't want to put that there. <laughs> right? We had that conversation with our spirit guides and they're like, no, they need this. I'm like, okay, fine. We'll put it together. They need it. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Do you find, I mean, I find this at times too, when we're doing um, events that, you know, people will come up to your booth or your table and then they just stand there. Yeah. Like, they're drawn to something, but they can't quite get tuned into what it is. Yeah. So, you know, even like the crystals, you know, we, we sell crystals. And, yeah. you know, I believe that, um, you know, crystals are, are healing aids. And that's why we, you know, when we're on the road, we carry 100 different types of, of crystals because, you know, somebody needs each one of those. Right. So when they're at, standing at your table looking at the jewelry, you, do you like when before when you're packing up in your mind going, what do I take with me? <laughs> does spirit go, well, you need to grab that one and you need to grab that one or. Right. You know, it does. It, it is interesting. I like people to pick out their own things because they need to trust their inner body. And so I like to take the time with them to say, now, listen to your heart, not your mind. Find out what you're most drawn to. When you can be drawn to something specific, that's the correct one for you. And because that'll happen a lot. They'll go, I need that one and that one and that one. And I go, well, why don't we try them on and see how it feels? And it's been very fascinating to watch how people's interactions with them. They'll either go, well, I don't really feel anything. Or the next time they'll go, wow, I'm not taking this off. This is mine. 
Right. It's that type of an energy. I And I do believe people get a little crystal drunk with the energy as well. I did an expo, an outdoor fair that was not a holistic fair. And it was fun to watch the people as they, they came into my space and they were asking questions about crystals and they were like, I can't leave. I need to just stay in here. It just <laughs> feels good. And, I, and, mm -hmm. and they'll go, how much more can I buy? I just need to buy more stuff. And I go, I think you've got enough stuff. It's okay. Yeah. Right. So start with this, this piece here and then you can come back another time. Yeah. You know? right. um, just how it goes. <laughs> it is. Mm -hmm. So, so can you explain what an aura is? The human aura is the energetic field around the human body, and it is influenced by your emotions. It's influenced by your self opinion of yourself, as well as it's on a subconscious level as well. So, the aura has many different layers like um, when you're meditating some people are really good at seeing the bright lights and some will get you know violet colors and you know that type of thing but then um, when you are doing something specific I'll use myself as an example so when I do healing on people I have a tendency to turn very indigo in my aura my my normal color now is violet I'm violet most of the time um, but if I'm teaching my aura will turn very green and I hold that color for an hour to two hours depending upon how long I'm going to be teaching or healing and that type of thing okay. so each person has those capabilities but your core color generally stays the same um, for quite a long time in your life until you make um, bigger steps in your spiritual growth like when I first started, I was that bright yellow. And um, when I got my first system in 2012, I thought the thing must have been broken because I was white. My dogs were white. We were, you know, and I was like, well, I wasn't white before. And then when I talked with the company, they said, well, here's the thing. He goes, have you been meditating a lot? And I'm like, well, yeah, I spend a lot of time meditating going, is this the right direction for me? Is this what I need to be doing for myself? And interestingly enough, the animals, because they're always around me, they they picked up the same energetic fields as I was meditating. So once they were out of my space, they also, their aura shifted. So the one dog went from a white to a violet. The other one went from the white to a blue. It just depends on that particular personality. So but we are affected by the people we are around and our aura is interchanging. Um, when we get within three feet of another person, we are definitely interacting with their auric field. Yeah, yeah, so and that brings up an, another point. It's like, you know, per se walking through Walmart because we always use right. Walmart, right? right. And, yeah, the and people of Walmart. The people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then, and then feeling their energies, you know, just even, you know, when you talk about it as being an aura, and we talk about it as just other people's energetic fields. Right. Same thing. It is. Yep. It and is. And so, you know, how to you know, work on blocking or, or not feeling um, that energy. Yeah. Well, what I like to do, you know, because, first of all, who want, I don't particularly want to sharp shop in large quantities of people. <laughs> Right. Yeah, a right. lot of people I tend to not want to be, but I have learned that if I can call my aura into a healthy size to protect me when I'm going into these environments, it'll pull in from being at 90 to 100% into 50%. So then I'm not feeling quite so much of their energetic 
crap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And it is like, so, you know, you, you know, we talk about people walking through Walmart and everybody's talking to them and, and, and they can't get through an aisle without somebody stopping them and all this stuff. And I'm like, well, just try this, just try bringing it in, you know, right. bringing it in. So your body's only this wide instead of this wide. Exactly. Exactly. And not to mention, you know, with that being said, if you can't pull your aura in and you are awakening to your, your spiritual growth and, and beliefs, you pick up their stuff in your energetic field. Mm -hmm. So then you're going, you're leaving there going, gosh, I feel like crap. And oh. I, why do I feel so bad? It's because you've picked up everybody's stuff and then you need to go through a cleansing process. I like to put the violet flame around me a lot when I travel and when I go into stores and that type of thing because it helps me to um, transmute other people's energies versus and protects my energy, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we talk about uh, cloaking up or uh, yep. or putting something on. You know, I like the Harry Potter cloak. I'm into right. Like all that stuff. So I, you know, when I get out of the car, I throw this invisible cloak over my body before I walk into any major place. So I can literally now walk in, get what I need and walk, get checked out and, you know, and, and, and nobody talks to me. <laughs> right. Unless I directly make that interaction with somebody that I'm looking for something or whatever. There's, yeah, it is. It's amazing how it works. You know? mm -hmm. It is. It is. And one of the things you said when you're talking about uh, your jewelry yeah. was telling the difference between what your head says and what your heart says. Right. Do you have any kind of recommendations on how an individual could tell the difference between their head and their heart and what it's saying? Well, the, the, the mind will totally mess you up. The mind is what's going to say 15 different things. You need this because of this reason and that reason. The physical body will never lie to you. So if you can learn to trust your heart space, it will give you the ability to um, uh, move and, and uh, trust that energy. There was a gentleman that came to my booth early on when I first started doing expos and he kept leaning towards me and I'm like, are you gonna fall over? I wasn't quite <laughs> sure what he was doing. And he said to me, he goes, well, I'm dowsing you. And I said, you're dowsing me? And he goes, yeah, if I, if I just let my body tell me which direction, if you, my yes is forward, my no is back. So I, I'm trying to find out if you're a person I should be around. And so he would, and he would lean into me and it was the strangest thing for me. I was like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, but he had learned to trust his heart. Right. And so the dowsing was his way of, clarifying what he was feeling in his heart okay um, and i think i think if i mean i talk a lot about doing a lot of heart work we need to set up a space in our hearts we need to listen to our hearts and it takes time and practice to do that but if you can allow the feeling of something more than your mind going you need it because of this mm -hmm. will help you to um as a help your body to uh, ascend quicker, so okay. to speak. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it's kind of like you talk about this gentleman doing the dowsing. It's it's kind of like muscle testing. And, right. You know, mm -hmm. right. when you're out working in crystals and somebody says, oh, I think I need black tourmaline. I said, well, just hold it and then ask your body yes or no and see which direction it exactly. goes. Exactly. Kind of the same difference. It's, it's going right. to the heart center and, and, and working that kind of thing. People should understand they can use that technique in anything yeah. that they do. 
You mm -hmm. know, should I buy that new car? You're really connecting in with your higher self when you do that, right? Yeah. And your body knows which way right. it should go. So. And you make a good point, too, in that, you know, intellectually, we can ascend, we understand stuff and whatnot, mm -hmm. but our body has to catch up with us. Right. You know, because our body isn't necessarily a part of that process unless you really kind of work with it and and you can be like i don't know you can be ready to see an alien intellectually but if you saw one your body would probably die you know and uh because it's not ready for that type of a thing exactly and that's that's also why people uh have so much dis-ease within their body mm -hmm. is because they're not allowing their body to um assimilate in the same frequency as we ascend and that heart is the pivotal point of it all so the heart is when you can heal that heart space, it allows your aura and your chakras all to manifest and be stronger. And then you're in perfect balance. When the mind, we are a mind society. We think, 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 right? We're yeah. on computers, we're on all of that. So when we're there, we become a little top heavy in that density. And it keeps us from, there's a difference between being conscious, highly evolved spiritually versus being a thinker, overthinker. Right. So an overthinker is not going to be peaceful. They're going to be stressed out. Whereas a person who is spiritually divine will go, oh, there's discernment here. I can see what's actually happening. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, totally. Total sense. Total sense. Yeah. So. Um, so I have a couple of questions. Um, so what do the colors mean? In an aura. In an aura. Yeah. In the aura. You know, there's a couple different um tools that a person can do to get a picture of their aura right so there's acrylian photography there's i had there's two different systems and the system i have now does is the clouds um interactive cloud and it and it does all the way around the body so it doesn't show as many different colors as i do see in the seven um the previous model that i had but every color um has a different frequency right so violet is going to be your your crown chakra it's going to be your spiritual colors whereas um let's see if i work my way down so the violet the indigo is going to be very sensitive very somebody who feels a lot of things um and i don't see a lot of indigos for the most part i do see a lot of greens and those greens are healing people they're very social they're very interactive they they enjoy working with people um i see a lot of yellows and they're they're the bubbly happy people they're the optimists they're very analytical you know let me tell me how it works right that's that's a yellow they just tell me how it works and then you get to the orange and the orange is all about you know standing in your truth and in your power and and they think outside of the box they're the creative ones they're the ones that go i really see it's going to work this way and they're very stubborn in that department <laughs> and most people go well how does that work how do you know that well i just know it i just know it's going to work and, <laughs> and if people would just allow them that opportunity to stand in their truth then they can show hey it's quicker and it's easier they have they have that understanding right um the reds are i have very few red people um, and they're somebody who's very grounded, very intense. They, they hold the weight of the world within them. And they're very, very um, um, strong, strong-willed. 
determined people. They don't change their minds frequently. They're very set in a specific way of doing things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what do you think is the the best kind of combo to have? Best, um, well, you know, this, this last four years, I will say that spirit has been adding extra colors in the aura that I was starting to question if my machine was having issues and they kept telling me, no, 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 this is going on because of our ascension process. And so I'll see a lot of people who have their four color will be like green, we'll use green, very peaceful, very social, very um, communicative, right? And then they'd have a violet on the on their one side and that's the energy flowing in. So spirit is working with them, trying to help them to ascend, right? It's the divine feminine energy when it comes in on the left side. On on the right, I get a lot of red lately um, in the last four years. Um, and that just means it's very masculine, very much about balancing the masculine feminine energies that have been happening on the planet and, and grounding that person. If they have, say, that same green person has yellow around the top of their head, tells me that they have a tendency to be more optimistic even in stressful times, which is good. If you were to put, say, red at your feet, that tells me this person's very grounded, very focused, can be very stuck in a lot of ways in their thinking process because of that. Does that make sense? Totally, totally. Yeah. So, so um, it is, is it better or worse to be red at the feet? You know, I, I, it depends on what's happening in your life, right? So... I think that in this day and age, we need to be as flexible as a willow tree, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you're going to be as rigid as an oak, you're going to get blown over. Right. So right. I think fluidity is good. Now, somebody like me who's a violet, I am never any red in my aura. <laughs> and I am not grounded. I am a flighty little girl. I fly all over the place. I don't stay focused. I go wherever spirit wants to go. Yeah. Right. Right? I so, agree. It's important for me to constantly ground myself, constantly tethering myself to the earth. Some days I can get it, other days I can't. Right. I, I will tell you that I'm starting to see in the last few shows that I've gone to that people are transitioning from the violet and the red to having balanced yin and yang. So when the when the red when you have two different colors on either side of your aura, that causes your um, yin and yang to be out of balance. The goal is to have the same color on both sides. And when you do, that tells me you're balancing your masculine and feminine energies. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter what color it is, you know, um, just as long as they're the same color. And do you do um, like classes on this kind of stuff? I have not started them yet, but I'm in the process of it. Because we would love to have you up here doing a day with us. Yeah, I would love to do that. That would be yeah. great. Yeah, there's so many questions and you know we try as 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 healers here to hit everything we can hit but we're not proficient at everything we do um you know so a lot of our stuff is you know beginners this and let's get to know that and you know work on it together stuff and you know we're, we don't claim to be experts except in tarot or reiki, right. or reiki. you know those are our <laughs> things and you know that's what we do but you know, so if we can get other people to join us here at the store in the classroom. Yeah. And Having guest teachers, it, it just 
would yeah. be a, a wonderful thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, one of the things I wanted to touch on is you're just not 100% metaphysical all the time. I know you have uh, a lot of uh, animal friends. I do. Um, if you want to talk a little bit about that. I have um, a, a lot of animals. I have four horses and uh, like 38 some chickens. <laughs> We have lots of cats here. We have five cats and two dogs. Um, the animals are um, very much a grounding sense for me. So they help me to, to stay focused in the present moment. They're really good at teaching you that. Yeah. You know, cats, on the other hand, they're like, well, you know, I'll take you. But yeah. uh, <laughs> the dogs are like, well, I'll love you even if you are upset today. Mm -hmm. if you're in a bad mood, that's okay. Mm -hmm. um, I have a a new horse that I, I never, um, I've always raised Arabians and Pintos for the last 38 years or so. And um, I just moved into getting a gated horse and she's a Kentucky mountain horse. And her personality is so different than my Arabians. And she just, she's just miss chill and love me and let's just have fun. Now my Arabians love me as well, but she's just like, she's got Zen down. Yeah. She can just be as calm as can be, stubborn as she wants to be as well. Um, I mean, when she wants to be scratched, she wants to be scratched. You right. know, it's that type of thing. But the animals are very much um, being influenced by energetic fields as well right now. So they're very sensitive to our, uh, like my dogs have a hard time with thunderstorms. Um they, they get very stressed out and they need to um, chill with me. They love to be in the crystal healing room when it's storming. It helps them to stay uh, more protected. In the healing room where all the animals will go when they're stressed um, or not feeling well, um, they just go in there and they hide out. The cats are phenomenal at finding hiding spots in there and I won't know they're in there. <laughs> And, uh, but they, they need the healing as well. Yeah. yeah. And I personally like cats because, uh, they, they'll, they say, love me, love me. And they say, okay, I'm done. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I'm perfectly fine with that. You know? Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. I, I just kind of really like the cat's attitude, but I, I've always found horses to be, uh, very smart, very spiritual. Yeah. You know, they, they have a definite soul of their own. Yeah. And uh, they can be very loving or they can be, you know, like they, they walk up to you, put their head on your shoulder kind of thing and yeah. and whatnot. Or or they could be aloof and all of that, too. It just kind of depends. Now, I've, I've ridden maybe two or three horses in my, my lifetime. Mm -hmm. And uh, two of the three uh, I got bucked off of. Oh, so yeah. needless to say, I, I don't get on horses anymore. Yeah. Um, but uh, but know, I was... Horses are great at reading energy. That's the thing with horses. They don't they don't hold back. Most of them don't. I have one here that was a rescue from a kill pen and um she had traumatic uh feelings from the people that had abused her. And it's taken me two years to finally get her to take a cookie out of my hand. Oh so they they have a different world wherever she came from was down south somewhere and and they just treat horses are different than how i or most people i know treat 
treat them. But they are very, you know, when a horse has had some issues in their life and they get fearful, that's when they do the bucking. It's a fear thing. And it's not usually your fault for the most part. It's just their their fear gets triggered, just like we get triggered on things. Mm -hmm. Same type of thing that happens with them. Um, are you in a hurry? Or do you give us 15 more minutes with you? I have 15 more minutes. I'm good. All right. So we're going to take a, a quick break here um, as soon as uh, our production or Todd gets gets it ready to go. And then we'll take a quick break, to use the restrooms and stuff, or do whatever you need to do. And then we'll be right back with Shyman. All right. Sounds good. Would you like to be a part of something new, something different? Host a show with WLTK-DB Talk Radio and dare to be different. We offer full production and live engineering of your show by a real person, not a pesky computer. Just visit WLTKDB.com and click pricing to get started. It's not as much as you think and a great way for you to get your message to the world. Better hurry. Slots fill up fast and you don't want to miss out on this excellent opportunity. Visit WLTKDB.com and contact us for more information now. WLTKDB Talk Radio. Paranormal talk is our business. And business is good. From its beginnings, Eust was created to unleash the excellence of nature's healing powers and bring them to people everywhere. With almost 90 years in the market, they are considered a worldwide pioneer in complete herbal wellness therapy. All Swiss used products are natural, essential oil-based, pleasant, and harmonious. They are extracted from plants and herbs with the latest technology to ensure the best results. Swiss used Live Healthy with consultant Stephanie will guide you in the right direction to find the perfect essential products just for you. For example, have an upset tummy? Try our soothing chamomile that has not only been used by many, but trusted for years. Keep in mind, you just can't get these amazing oils at your local shopping center. They're just too special. For that, you need a connection. And that connection is Stephanie. Want some? Then head on over to Facebook and search Swiss Used Live Healthy. That's Swiss Used Live Healthy. And contact Stephanie today. All right, we are back with uh, Shimon. Um, Questions or oh, they can reach out. Oh yeah, um, in the comments. Okay. Okay, I did that for you. All right. Go cool. For <laughs> <laughs> All right. So one of the things that we were going to talk about today was shadow work, mm -hmm. and uh, I thought you know what better way of, of talking about it than than with you, um, huh? and uh, asking you you know what what is your definition of shadow work? My definition of shadow work is when you need to go within to see the parts of yourself that you've either told yourself that you're not worthy enough, all the dark side of your personality. We all have it. We've all had to deal with our, our stuff, our belief systems, the things that we've taken on as children, um, 
all of that carries into who the, the pain that we carry within the body. And that's what I think the shadow work is about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been uh, finding as uh, I've been going through my own journey and shadow work <laughs> is never done. I mean, it's there's always something tomorrow. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, it is the concept of that we don't have to believe everything we were told. Right. You know, and uh, our body doesn't have to believe everything it's told of all the commercials that say, if you do this, you're going to get this disease. You're going to do that. You're going to get that. And your body listens to that and goes, oh, my God, I did that. I must be sick. So I'm going to get sick. Right. You know, and it's teaching um, that those belief systems aren't true. And and you can un, um, decondition or or whatever the right word is for that. You deprogram your body. And, and so you can kind of give it freedom from having to feel like it has to conform to what everybody thinks um, should happen to it. So um, I know that uh, in, as far as Reiki goes, um, us healing them, you know, with Reiki energy and whatnot is a part of that. But the other part is that the person having it done believes that it works. Right. You know, and uh, they have to be open to it and believe it. So their body is open to having that happen. Um, have you, uh, in your healings, noticed the difference between someone who is closed off versus very open as far as their outcomes? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, when a person's closed off to a healing session, or if there's something they're not wanting to release, they, they put up this shield, I, I call it, around their body, and they have a tendency to just hold on to it and not believe a word that you're saying to them. They're very defensive, very angry. You know, there's a lot of lower vibration that comes from them in that process. When you trigger them on something specific, um, they have a tendency to not release it. Or I will find people who will go, oh, yeah, you're right. And then tears flow and flow and flow because mm -hmm. they finally touched on it. And even if they don't even understand completely what it is, I've had abuse situations where people have been physically abused as children. And when that comes up and they touch on that, they, they, um, they have a release and sometimes they don't even recognize what happens. And then I'll get a call a couple of weeks later and they'll go, Oh my God, I realized what happened to me. Right. You know, and that stuff and in this pivotal time of our, our growth and ascension process, letting that stuff be healed, sit with it, let it go, do ceremony, honor that part of yourself that no longer serves you, um, helps you to pull it and let it go. Since the human psyche is so much like an onion in so many layers, right? So many layers. Mm -hmm. As we keep peeling back layers, it goes deeper and deeper. And People are interesting. I've seen people where they, when I do an energetic scan of people where they've tied up little bows and they have little ribbons and they have boxes and stuff all over in their body energetic field. And once I start helping them to release them, it's very fascinating to watch what comes out of those boxes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're not always aware of what's in those boxes. They stuck it there. Right. They, they just don't realize that that stuff is really been holding them back, which is also what leads to the disease. The reason why that happens is because they get triggered and then it links into that little pocket of whatever they stuffed in there, right? Mm -hmm. And once they learn to let it go, it, it brings them onto a whole new level of understanding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I find that interesting uh, as you're describing the little 
bows, bows and boxes. boxes. Yeah. <laughs> As healers, yeah. we see things in different ways. Right. For you, it's nice and pretty and cute. Yeah. For another but person, always. it could be like yeah. black balls of tar and tar. Yeah. And a lot of tar. Yeah. 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 That, <laughs> that tar. I mean, that stuff is some sticky stuff to cleanse out of the energetic field. And that's mm -hmm. a person that's really got some heavy-duty stuff that needs to be released. And a lot of it has to do with the people that are drawn to me who work with. I don't get a specific person. So I... Mm -hmm. uh, another thing I, I kind of wanted to ask your, your thoughts on are entities. Now, uh, there, there's a concept that, you know, entities are independent things that kind of float around and attach to you and whatnot. I personally believe that we create entities with our feelings. Mm -hmm. So uh, someone who was a very mean, nasty person that lived in a house, you know, they created an entity there, an energy there that stuck around with that house. Now, yeah. that isn't something that was you know, always there or whatnot, or someone that passed, it was just kind of a, an energy. What are your thoughts on, on entities? I, I do believe there is a percentage of, I, when, when a soul um, goes through a lot of transition in life and a lot of stress, if they have something particular, I do agree with you as far as creating an entity. I have seen that type of thing happen and be a residual effect in houses. I've done a lot of different houses where I go in and do clearings and cleansings. There, there's that type of energy. Say there is a, an, I just keep getting a visual of an older lady sitting there smoking a cigarette and pissing and being mad about everybody in the world. No. She, she hates everybody, right? And in that moment, part of her steps aside and, and, and goes and gets stuck into the etheric part of the, in the house. Mm -hmm. and, and I do believe people do that. But I also believe there are entities that are showing themselves more than ever before. So we're having more, the veils have gotten so much thinner. Now we're seeing the, the, the spirit side of, we're seeing the entities who are in the different dimensional shifts of things. And people are awakening to that, which gets, creates fear within them because they don't understand why they're seeing, what was that black thing out of the side of my vision? Where did mm -hmm. that come from? I never saw that before. I was just sitting here. Nobody's been, this is a brand new house. I shouldn't have that kind of stuff in this house. That's where it links back up with what you're saying is part of their own personal shadow work, possibly that needs to come up for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know, you talk about that. It's a brand new house. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the house. I or know. The property. It's you. It's. You know? Yeah. yeah I, I kind of when I you know people will come in and they'll go, "Can you tune in and tell me what's going on in my house?" Yeah. 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 <laughs> Your house is fine, you know. We had it cleared, but I still feel this. Yeah. Because it's not the property, it's not the house, it's what you're working on inside. Right. Exactly. Right. And I think um, with entities, at least my experience has been, you know, the more time and attention you give to it, the more powerful it becomes. Exactly. So if you go into a house and you're always afraid of what's going to happen, yeah. you know, that's, that's like a, a steak dinner to... Yeah to that type of to that type of energy and it's it just is. getting to the point where you say i'm not giving you any of my power anymore i'm taking it away from you right. and and from the surroundings in this house will never will not give you the energy anymore to be here right and that does wonders when it, you yeah. kind of get that 
confidence and, and, and kind of stand in your power to say that. And they go away. That's right. You know, when I first started uh, awakening to, I mean, I've seen spirits and such since I was a child. And I recognized my spirit guides and such since I was little. I remember them quite clearly. And as a young adult with two little children, I could my house felt so full of stuff and animals and people. And I just, I, I didn't understand at the time how simple it is to just say, okay, that's it. Y'all got to get out. There's just too many of you in here. You need to leave now. Yep. In your power to say, hey, I have control. I can tell you, you can, you can, you're either allowed or you're not allowed in my house. And so by doing that, standing in your power and your truth, it allows mm -hmm. them to leave. And then you don't have to deal with that energy anymore. Yet it gives you the opportunity to allow ones in that you choose. To. Yeah. Nice. I agree. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a big difference. It's that, you know, in with anything in life, standing in your power. Right. You know, it's a big thing for healing the body. Right. Different people call that different things. Uh, I know that uh, our favorite Abraham, uh, and uh, they call it your vortex or right. or whatnot. Right. And you know, everybody has their own little spin on on what that's called. Right. Um, the last thing I wanted to ask you before okay. we before we close here okay. is uh, I've noticed in in teaching people about tarot or other things related mm -hmm. to connecting to spirit that there's definitely a difference between someone who is a very technical person mm -hmm. versus a very artistic person on right. how easy it is for them to connect. Right. Now I've, I had a student um, that, uh, uh, and even myself, I should say, you know, I, I come from a laboratory technology background. I'm all about policies and procedures and two mils of this and three mils of that. And it was hard for me to not use a procedure to connect to spirit. Because I thought, you know, you had to do three jumping jacks and stand on your head and then boom, there's the connection where where artistic people are just like, no, go with the flow. There it is. <laughs> you know, do you think there's a difference in mindsets on connecting to spirit? I, I think that that's what that soul needs to do for their self. Right. Okay. So for me, I, I'm the artistic type. I just plug in and I hear them and I go with it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I allow it to happen. Okay. I. I struggle with having procedure because in my mind I think some people would prefer a procedure but I don't work that way so I can go on a journey and go wherever they tell me to go and have a fantastic trip and be perfectly safe the whole time whereas mm -hmm. other people go well I can't do that I have to have point A to point B I think whatever is the easiest for you to flow into that energetic field as long as you have done enough inner work to where you can hold the light that you're only bringing in the light and not low, bringing in the lower frequencies is what's the most important, mm -hmm. you know, because that, that is a thing when we tend to bring in, you know, I never used to believe that there was a negative entities that could attach to you, but I have seen it happen to people. And I realized that it has to do with their frequency where they allowed themselves to get too low energetically, which allowed those entities to attach. Okay. Um, oh, shoot. Oh, <laughs> it goes and it comes. Sorry. Yeah, right. <laughs> so um, I know for me, my best time is when I sit in that room, my healing space. Mm -hmm. This is, you know, I think when I first started doing this, you know, we went through some stuff together and I've watched 
things happen with other people and how they open up and how things start coming through for them. Like mm -hmm. I have work hours. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, there's days when I can go like you and just sit out on the front porch and just let it all flow. Mm -hmm. But for real stuff, when real things start, life starts happening, I have work hours. Yeah. And so when I walk through those doors to do a healing, I'm on. Right. It'd be all you got. Mm -hmm. um, I think for some people, when they start hearing and start feeling and, and, and making those connections, and there's so much uh, distrust in their own personal life that they're not sure where to go on the outside, and it creates those some of, maybe some of those psychotic moments or, mm -hmm. or things like that where they need to you know, truly reach out for guidance. But mm -hmm. yeah. So we have about a minute left with you, my dear. Yeah. So I want to uh, promote you this weekend, um, just reminding everybody that uh, we are in Ashland over Labor Day weekend. Um, Ashland, Wisconsin. Ashland, Wisconsin. Yeah, I forget we're not local here. Um, and uh, so Saturday and Sunday, and Shaman will be doing uh, aura reading and bring her jewelry to Ashland uh, Saturday for sure, maybe Sunday. Um, but that's how we have it set up right now. So, yeah. you know, um, it's it's a beautiful thing. We have a lot of vendors going on up there. And then on Saturday night, um, uh, Diet and Stephanie Lynn will be doing um, a, a gallery. So. Nice. So it'll be a, a great deal. So if anybody yeah. wants to have an aura read or just even visit with yeah. Shimon a little bit, come on over. So. All right. Well, well, thank you so much for being with us. It's been a, a great pleasure, and uh, hopefully you enjoyed the experience. It, it, it was a, it was definitely a, a fun experience, and thank you for having me. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. See yeah. you yeah. this weekend. See you this weekend. All right. All right. Well, that was awesome. That was. Yeah. She's got great energy. Oh, great energy, you know, and uh, very much a, a light worker in and of herself, you know. And, and as, as you were talking about, you know, when to stay connected and when not, there are some people like myself that it takes forever to set up boundaries to say, you know, I am connected only when I have my tarot cards in my hand. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't bother me for the rest of the day. And it took a long time for me to really kind of, whittle that down until that that actually starts happening yeah. you for, know for me it's um you know like i was talking with shaman it's it's walking into that healing room and, and knowing that's my work hours or um setting like if, if I'm, I'm we're connecting with spirit on the front porch um, and planning our day or whatever is going to what do i need to do about this situation or that situation but the other part of it is you know we own a crystal store and yes. We get tons of people walking through this door that uh, are looking for that one um, one thing, um, and I have literally, uh, <laughs> I have literally uh, done Excuse meetings me. standing in the middle of, of client customers out in that front. And, you know, like spirit will come in and say they need this, 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 and this, and you know, and like, do they always give you the reason why? No, but you have to deliver that message. Uh, and, and see where it goes for them. Right, right. And and crystals, actually. <clears throat> you can kind of, you know, people say that one crystal means this, one crystal means that. And uh, another person might say, well, no, that means something else. Mm -hmm. uh, all a crystal is is just energy. Yes. And it's the intention that you put into it that really matters. So if you think or if you feel, you know, you have tourmaline and it's going to protect you, you're using that intention with that uh, uh, crystal's, fuel uh, to make that happen. Right. Um, so, you know, there's there's so many people that think, 
things mean certain things and whatnot. And there's generally an acceptable, uh, generally accepted version of what a crystal means. And uh, think of all the people thinking that in the world and how much intention and power there is in that tourmaline if 4 billion people across the earth think it, it means protection. Yeah. That's a lot of energy to tap into. So uh, even though the, the crystal in and of itself is just really just energy, it's it's those four billion people thinking it means it protects them that fuels it to give that protection. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yep. You know, the, the more thought, the more effort you put in energetically into something, it, it benefits everybody. It just doesn't benefit you. Right. And so yeah, and so when we're picking crystals and stuff, and you know, there are the guidelines, absolutely. There are the, the, the reasons that this frequency does this or this element does that or whatever the case may be. But if you if you're drawn to something and you're holding it in your hand. Um, um, and, and, and it feels right. And then we go to read the book about it and it totally blows you off. Throw the book away, put the book down and hold that crystal and see what it does for you. Cause there is a reason maybe it's not here yet, or you're, or you're understanding it yet, but there's a reason that crystal is drawn to you Yeah. or it's calling you to hold it. So right. you know, don't always go by hard and fast. You know, right, the, the Webster's Dictionary version of what it means. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and oh, we have a question. Uh, when setting intentions on a crystal, can you set it for its intended purpose and leave it at that? Certainly. Yeah. You know, it, the, it's, it feeds off of the energy you give it, the intention you give it, and then it provides that service for you. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's, it's no different than, you know, if you have a piece of jewelry. You know, if uh, you want a good luck charm or something like that, you you hold it in your hand and set that intention. And, and if you do that often enough over a period of time, you might see things, some things changing with your luck, too. So you can um, one of the terms that can be used with that. And this this comes from my gamer days, but uh, you can call it as imbuing uh, an object with an intention or an energy in order for it to do something. So, yeah, you can do it with just about anything. Yeah, and, you know, just a couple, you know, hard, fast rules with working with crystals, you know. It is truly about feeling the energy, and tonight we're doing an Energy 101 class here, so that's what we're going to work on is feeling energies. And But when you work with these things, remember that, um, <laughs> remember that uh, um, if you're going to work with a crystal for an issue within you, your body, unless you're doing grids that can't be moved or things that you have set up on a, on a table that you can't move them. If they're, if you're working with, you know, moss agate for addiction or whatever, and they need to be with you. They can't be at your table at home. They can't be sitting on your altar. They need to be with you in your pockets, yeah. in your jewelry, whatever the mm -hmm. case may be. So, you know, working with crystals is more than going, oh, that's pretty. I'm just going to set it on my table at home. No, I mean, if you want decoration, hey, oh, absolutely, yeah, and have decoration, but it's really going to work with them and uh, and uh, you know, have them work within your energy because they do, um, to help you release an addiction or release an emotion or smooth the energies within your body to heal something that that you're not ready to do yet and help it letting the letting the crystal allow that to happen, then then they need to be on you, right. And another thing you can do with crystals is gritting. And, uh, of course, the crystals aren't on you to provide 
that level of benefit personally, but you can uh, grid your house with crystals in a certain design or anything like that with the intention that they hold in order to provide something for your home or other type of space. Uh, it's the intention of you putting together that grid that really makes the difference. Yeah, and if you got something really strong going on in your house, you know, <clears throat> I've gridded, I grid houses I, uh, for energy, and I, I've gone in, or I've even shown people how to do it from here at the store. We have all the supplies for for uh, setting that up. You know, um, I had a friend that um, his grandson wouldn't sleep in the basement and in his bedroom, you know, in lower level, and couldn't figure out why, and so sitting here at the store, we tuned into that room and what was going on. And we talked about the room behind the wall is what the problem was. So literally, we I sent him home with the stuff to grid that wall and that room so uh, that energies couldn't come into that bedroom anymore. And the next time the grandson was there, he slept for 10 hours straight. So, you know, does it work? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Totally. So there's so many different uses for crystals besides thinking they're pretty. You know, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and a, and a crystal doesn't necessarily have to be bright and shiny either. It could be um, uh, something you get from the shore of Lake Superior, which is kind yeah. of kind of uh, uh, my homeland. Yeah. and uh, you can uh, get those uh, types of rocks off the beach, and yeah. and that that could be your yeah. your energy. I mean, imagine the the energy of Mother Superior and those rocks, and and the things that it can do for you. Yeah. So, what do we bring home? <laughs> yeah, pockets like, full and we buckets there, full. Last time we were there, I found this little stone that, in the sand. I thought, oh, that's cute. I'm going to bring that home. I could see different layers on it. Fifteen minutes later, when I got done digging, it's this big, and it still came home with us. Yes, so, yes. yes. I mean, we have rocks in our cars and yeah. crystals in our cars and, you know, all those types of things. You know, we did never go anywhere without something shiny like that right. to, to aid us on our journey. So, um, oops, that's in the background. So why don't we take a quick break here and, and bring her in and then bring her in. So thanks guys for watching. Want to see your video here? Sponsor WLTK DB Talk Radio and watch us make that happen. With your paid sponsorship of $80, you receive a professional produced audio, video, and banner placement on our station. Not only does your sponsorship air during our live shows, but also replayed on our podcast and heard by hundreds of like-minded people. Visit WLTKDB.com to get started and find out just how hard we work to get you noticed. The Station Mobile app is finally here and ready for you to download free. With the app, you can listen to past shows, view upcoming live shows, read our blog, and even shop. Get yours today at the App Store and Google Play under WLTKDB Talk Radio. Stay connected and informed. WLTK DB Talk Radio Mobile App. It's yours. Go get it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Uh, we have uh, Stephanie Lynn. Uh, a woman of, of many, many talents and a, a host of a radio show on, on this channel. 
and uh, um, she is a psychic medium that that uh, we have been blessed to be friends with. Yeah, worked with in in, in, the, in the past. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So bring her in. Yeah. Hello, Whoa. my loves. Hello. Hi. Good morning. How are you? Doing well. The, the, the time is flying. Yeah, it's just flying. You, know? you guys have been great. I've been kind of peeking in all morning. So good job. Yeah. Nice. Um, so what, what so really, um, uh, talk a little bit about yourself. for Oh, boy. For her fans. I, I mean, I know they know how often you've been on and whatnot, but just kind of a for, for new people watching. Hi, Diana. Yeah, so for anybody new to who I am, I used to operate as Charlie Lynn or Charlie Not Charlie, as Terry used to call me all the time. <laughs> and so recently just, I've, I started embracing, I guess, my abilities about three years ago, but really just started embracing myself a couple months ago. And it's kind of been a whirlwind of the things that I've once I allowed myself to open up to those things that I stepped into and things that are coming up. So a lot of really cool things, um, opportunities I'm really excited for and, and just networking, you know, finding friends like you guys and, and people who are really becoming very important in my life. Yeah. It, 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 it's been great watching, you know, we love watching people bloom and going in their directions and, you know, and you keep it exciting for us because you know, <laughs> doing this week and yeah, what what they're over where doing what investigation, you know, and, and those kind of things. So yeah, so following your path and 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 doing what you're called to do, I think is one of our topics here that we're going to talk about. Yeah, this morning. and even even doing your own wellness fairs. I mean, look at you. Yes. Yeah, those, you know, were new and, you know, and then when you guys, when you start following your journey and then you have really great friends like Terry and Danny, they send you a message like, hey, this weekend you're going to be a speaker. Who's like, oh, <laughs> all right. But, you know, uh, seriously, a couple months ago, that would have totally wigged me out. I'd have been like, ah! but now I'm just like, all right. Thanks, love you. <laughs> like, right, I just, yeah. You you learn to roll with it and kind of trust where spirit is starting to stick you. Yeah, right. Uh, Deidre's on. Good morning, Deidre. Good morning. Yes. Um, yeah, it is. It is cool. It is. Um, I I do that. I like. Um, I like seeing where I can push people, so to speak. And I don't right. want to say push as being mean, but, mm -hmm. you know, like help them progress. progress. Challenge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. challenge. Yeah, there you go. And and it's just like you're, you're not the only one. Don't feel like I just pick on you because. I oh, gosh, no, I know. You know, and I, I like to go, <laughs> oh, by the way, we're doing this and I'll see you there. <laughs> right. Know? Right. So, um, yeah, absolutely. It is, it is mm -hmm. beautiful. It is uh, allowing spirit to take us where we go. And. Uh, um <laughs> west of chicago well there's a thing you know maybe just keep watching us at soul synergy uh on our facebook page because we do have uh, plans of coming down towards chicago for shows yeah. so yeah so um can you recall uh what your um let's 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 do kind of a, a yin yang thing here sure what your worst kind of reading was versus what your best kind of reading was oh my gosh i think my worst reading was, I remember having, you know, somebody sit down and it was probably one of my, my first or second events. 
And so, of course, you know, even at that time, people would come through and I'd like hide behind my table because I didn't want them to take a picture or, you know, I'd be sitting there like, I really want to read for somebody. And then someone would stop at my table and I'm like, no, I don't. I was just kidding. <laughs> and so <laughs> I, I had a client and she sat down and everything I know, no, no, no. And I kept going back and I actually even offered refund or her money. I was like, no, that's okay. Keep it. Which then made me feel like, okay, I think it was just, she didn't want to hear what was being given and, and didn't want to discuss, but that was hard for me, especially starting out. And even now, you know, learning to not panic when you hear no. Um, I recently mm -hmm. worked with a client and gave a reading where I had seen somebody and I, I saw, you know, the communicator on the other side and they were holding the hand of a little girl. And they were claiming that little girl. So to me, the way they were claiming that little girl was as a daughter, as a child. And I talked to the client and the client's like, well, maybe I could see that. But now, you know, having done mentorships, having done so many classes, I don't want the, well, maybe I can make it fit. And so I said, just, I said, I think I'm interpreting it wrong. Let me just sit and work through this and see, because I do feel like it's important, but I don't feel like I'm getting it across correctly. And so through working with, and I, I described, you know, to the client, I said, this is going to sound weird. I said, but I want to describe the child I'm seeing. Do you ever watch Little House on the Prairie? And the client's like, oh yeah, all the time. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, they're describing the youngest child and of course the it's like oh you know Carrie or whatever her name was and I'm like sure and so through that I was able to work out that the message actually was the communicator on the other side claiming that they had taken my sitter's piece of a simpler life that that's what they were owning so they weren't really owning having a child on the other side it was the message of I'm now taking responsibility that I took this from you and so learning now to to work in those aspects and not freak out when somebody says no, I found that I've been able to give a lot better messages that really connect more with the person versus just on the surface and letting them say, oh, yeah, that might fit. Mm -hmm. You ever go, this is one of the things I will do. Um, I'll get through a reading or a healing session and, and things aren't uh, making sense at, at some point. I said, it's okay. Just put it on the shelf. Yeah. And see what comes of it, you mm -hmm. know, because everything isn't right. going to make sense every time. Oh. And, no. you know, we, you have an hour, like for us, we have an hour and we need right. to go through it. Working on the body itself more than the messages. And so mm -hmm. it's like, yep, that goes up here and that goes over here and this goes over there. And, you know, we right. get calls back all the time going, now it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I've had that I've had too. Yeah, I've had the same thing with uh, doing my tarot readings. I, I, I've had maybe one or two where the person sitting in front of me said, uh, basically, I was full of crud, you know. But, right. uh, you know, maybe it was a message that they weren't ready to hear yet or or something like yeah. that. I mean, I've, I've had plenty of great feedback. But uh, about you, you know, what what's the greatest kind of feedback you got? You know, it's it's hard to pick because... Sometimes it's not even a whole reading. It's being able to connect somebody with an idea or a piece of healing or a piece of letting go or giving them some clarity where something finally makes sense. So to me, 
that's what I strive for because that's why I do this. I mean, I, I don't do this because I want somebody to say, oh, wow, you're a great medium. I, I know I'm a medium. I do this to offer healing and, and to offer people hope of, of things continuing and find peace. So to me, even like with that client I was just talking about, to be able to talk to them and then be able to let go because the communicator was claiming, yeah, I recognize I did this. That offers healing. And so anytime I can offer those little bits of healing, a little bit of insight or, or connection to me is a great reading. Mm. And you, you find that, you know, so you, you have a client and you, you build your client base, and, you know, and you want it to be good for them each and every time. And some days it's good and you see them in a couple of weeks and well, it wasn't as good. And and stuff but right. you know they come back because we hit those we give them enough to heal for what they need to heal at that time mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely and what people i i think don't always realize is if somebody was sitting down with me and then they would sit down with both of you individually sometimes they expect well if you guys are are so good at communicating and and being the copper wire you should be giving us the exact same thing well, no, first of all, how we all connect is so different. But then this, mm -hmm. the message that these people need to hear, it, it changes, you mm -hmm. know, it, it might have a common theme, but they might need to hear, hear different things. People. Yeah, I think one of our, our first shows that we ever promoted here in Eau Claire, we had traveling nurses come down from the hospital. It was so fun. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. Um, they went to, I, I believe they were like with Christina for a psychic reading and then with uh with danny for a tarot reading and then they came to me for reiki and the lady one of the ladies got up and said well i got the same thing from all three of you right yeah, well that's how it works that's how it works you know, yeah. apparently that's the message you really need to hear if you got it from all three of us yeah right. and you heard it three and, times so yeah and i've had where i sat down with a client and the communicator coming in, I felt was her dad. He was trying to apologize for some things and she wouldn't take it no matter what, how I gave it to her. She, she just couldn't take it. And so, you know, we finished our reading and she came back probably 45 minutes later. And she said, I just want to tell you, you were right. My daughter had a reading with somebody else. And my father came in and said, you, she would not allow me to give that message. So he gave the message to my daughter. And that to me was really cool because spirit used two of us within this venue yeah. to give the same message. I'm getting chills up my back. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. That's probably one of my most like, you know, things with this. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't have to make sense. No. You know, each and every time does not have to make sense. I mean, no. are, am I working on something you're working on right now? Are we talking about now? Are we talking about right. something that's going to happen in the future? You know, it's the message that needs to come through. Yes. Not necessarily the, what's going on right this second. Absolutely. You know, so, you know, and we've talked about things. I've had readings where I went into the past, you know, yep. and, you know, I've seen grandma and I've seen this ring and I'm like, what do these two things mean? Well, to her, it meant exactly for me. Yeah. Kind of flipping no, and, and I get that because, and, and I think that comes to with the training and with working in your experience, um, but, you know, giving what you get. And there were times where I used to hold that back 
And probably about six months ago, I still struggled with that because I'm like, spirit, this makes no sense. Like, how am I going to tie this in? And so I ignored what spirit started with, which you're not supposed to do, but right. gave, gave the rest of the message. And then finally, at the end, I said, this isn't going to make any sense, but I have to tell you, they're showing me this dog. And at that point, my sitter, she completely lost it. She said, that is the most important thing you could have told me. Now, had I trusted that, how how amazing or healing could have that reading been? But mm -hmm. I jumped in and was like, nope, spirit, you don't know what you're doing today. Yeah. <laughs> I was wrong. I was wrong. But, yep. you know, those those things, those oddities that we don't always understand are, are a huge, huge deal to people sometimes. Yeah. I've I've done um I don't know how much tarot readings over the past oh. millennia here. Uh, but I did an accidental channeling. And I don't know if you've ever done that before where I had a, a guy come up and ask me, well, how do runes work? Mm. So I described kind of a little bit how runes work and I said, Well, if you want to pretend that this means I, I think I said this means that it, it stands for an individual who at 13 had to become the adult in the family because they uh, the parents were um, like addicted to something or another. Right. And he just started bawling. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, I just channeled and I didn't mean to. You know, have you right. ever gave a message without knowing you gave a message? I have. And I think more when I was really lacking any control in my abilities and when I was trying to avoid my abilities and so then it was like and i don't mean prophetic as in like biblical but these things would just come out and they would connect so deeply with people and i'm like oh oops <laughs> you know because that yeah. that wasn't always what i was trying to do and i used to be a bartender and it mm -hmm. it seemed like that happened a lot when i was bartending mm -hmm. do you not you know in that situation you have such uh so many people with so low vibrations yeah that's that's hard for uh, a medium to be in it is and i you know it was one thing i couldn't continue to do just because and and it was the same when i i worked in in corrections you you felt so much and it it was very hard for me to consistently operate in that kind of energetic level right yeah yeah definitely wow um where do you want to go next? Oh, um, I don't know how much. Oh, we have 18 minutes left. Okay. Well, then we don't have to go where I was going. Um, do you have time to stick with us till the end? Maybe yeah. do the cards that Diet normally does. Oh, I can do that. I have my cards sitting here. Normally we do that about 10 too, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I have some other kind of topics. I talked about uh, shadow work with uh, uh, Shaman, uh, Shaman, or I always slaughter her name and I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Oh gosh. Um, uh, talk to her about shadow work and, and kind of what her perspective on that was. And I just wanted to kind of tie that through and see what you thought that was. To me, shadow work is really just like I, I tell my clients, I've got that stuff that I have boxed up that says, you know, 1990 that I'm going to keep in a box. It's got caution tape around it. I know it's there, but I don't want to look at it. To me, that's what shadow work is. It's finally sitting down, opening the boxes and, and processing. You know, for me, 
I like to do my shadow work very personally. It's not something I really like to communicate with people because I, and this is my own view, feel like in assessing some of these things that I'm giving it back power. And and you and I have talked about that, Danny, of, yeah. of you know, not wanting to give it power, but wanting to find a way to process through and let it go. And so to me, that that shadow work is is sitting down however you do it processing through those things and and oh thank you lisa unpacking them and just you know you can't always dump out the whole box because Mm -hmm. that's that's not going to work so being aware first of all that hey all right i got this crap going on i know i have to address it and then just slowly unpacking the garbage and and getting rid of what you can some things sometimes i pull it out i start processing it and i'm like f this and i put it back but I'm still working at it bit by bit. You know, next time I might mm-hmm. not pull out the whole thing, maybe just a portion. Yeah. But it's that self-processing. Yeah, and I think um, shadow work, which I've, I've said before, you know, it's never done. You always no. have something pop up where you have to go, oh, my God, I got to deal with this. Right. Uh, but for the most part is where you can look at something in your mind and no longer have an emotional response. Yes. Mm-hmm. When you get to that point where you no longer feel anything about that right. thought. That's when it's processed. Right. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that three months down the road, you won't get triggered to think about it again. Absolutely. But it's when those emotions no longer play a role in your thought process. So you no longer get that that weird feeling in your gut when you think about that thing or, or whatnot. It's just right. uh, the power that you give it is the emotion that you express. So when no right. longer emotion is necessary, it no longer has power. Right. And, you know, for me, some of the things that that I've processed through, I I use some of those metaphysical aspects of looking at things and processing with my higher self. But I also tie in, you know, like I had PTSD and there's days if I have a bad day, I'll have a rubber band on my wrist and it's it's that snapping and retraining. So much of shadow work is retraining your brain to move away from that emotional aspect of the experience Mm -hmm. and you know learning to watch it like a movie let it come in see it Mm -hmm. but let it keep playing out and let it go and turn it off totally totally and oh i I had something profound to say and now it's gone (laughs) i'm sorry so when you look at it um, you know people say well i can never get through it can never get through it it always comes back so and i truly believe this with anything that we do that it is, it, it is the reaction when it comes back. Yeah. It is, and this is any emotion that we're working with, you know, anything that we're working with, um, the triggers for PTSD, the, right. you know, um, you know, I have this, this thing in my head that um, all PTSD is, is the, the trigger that creates the emotion. Right. So how do we work on the trigger? Right. So it doesn't create the emotion yeah. anymore, or at least get it so the emotion doesn't bother us anymore. Right. And and so many people, I think, pull back because of the emotion involved. You know, we're taught emotion creates vulnerability within us. And I don't like to be seen as vulnerable, you know. And, no. and so trying to have people understand emotion is normal. Emotion, mm. you know, and even... With, with my kids, I I have boys and I don't want my boys to think, well, you can't cry, you're a boy because there's this stigma, you know, and 
And so I've tried to become more aware even of the verbiage, you know, like with my youngest son, because he'll go through some emotional outbursts sometimes. And instead of saying, don't cry, because that's not really what I mean. I don't mean don't cry. I mean, you need to vocalize and tell me what's going on. And so just as a society and as people, we need to relearn our verbiage. We need to learn how to process. And it's okay because you're crying doesn't mean you're vulnerable. It doesn't mean you're not a strong person. Right. Yeah. And I'll get to Lisa's question here in a second, but I just want to bring up, I'm, I'm in the middle of getting my degree in psychology and, mm-hmm. and uh, learning about PTSD and stuff I had to do papers on. But um, one of the things that as, as animals, I guess mm-hmm. you would call us, fear is, has a purpose. It says, yes. oh my God, never do that again. Right. So your brain will keep throwing things at you to remind you, don't ever do that again. You know, you got hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's just kind of how we're programmed. We're programmed to fear to survive so we don't do the things that right. that really kind of screwed us. Right. Uh, and it's unfortunate that the brain is wired in that way because it makes working with your shadow that much more difficult. <laughs> it does. It's a very, you know, it's a very ancestral thing that we have in us because there was a time fear kept you alive you know yeah fear kept you from getting you know eaten by the dinosaurs or or whatever there was a reason for that that fear but now as we develop as a society what we fear has turned into being triggered into anxieties right right i mean look at a rabbit you know you can only get up to it so close and then it gets afraid and runs off i mean it lives on right yeah. Okay. We have a question from Lisa. Do you view blocks the same as shadow work? Financial, for example, not being able to identify a trigger or root cause. That's confusing me. What do you think? I don't, I don't see them um, different or as the same. I see them as being different. And one thing I have learned uh, because I have a friend who's working in the body code and, and so she's been trying to get certified and she's been working with me and the family And there are things where prior to having this body code experience and me being so super skeptical, I would have probably joked about or pushed off. But there are things within our body like I was struggling with something and it was when she was doing this body code work with me because I was allergic to an idea. How you get allergic to an idea? I've never heard of that. Right? Right? So, but there are things that our body responds to or blocks or helps based on generational things. I also found out I was cursed in a past life by somebody on the other side. I don't know what I did. I don't know what I did. But I'm just saying (laughs) there are these other aspects that come in that are, are separate from the shadow work, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, and my perspective is, um, as far as a block would go, uh, emotionally feeling like you're not worthy. I mean, you yes. want it, you want it, you want it, but there's a hidden emotion saying, I'm not worthy of this. I shouldn't deserve this. I, I, yeah. I, I should not have this. And, uh, some of those worthiness issues do become blocks. Yes. And, absolutely. uh, where, you know, you might not necessarily think on the surface that you feel that way, uh, but kind of go back and, and think, you know, um, what you felt like in your childhood uh, as it related to money, you know, that type of a thing. Um, oh, you're allergic to shadow work. That's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> she might be. I know her personally. Maybe maybe you actually are, D. Maybe you actually are. 
Yeah. But you know, you talk about um, the self worth. Self worth, yeah. Being worthy. That's a major. It's a big thing for everything. It is. Anybody, it is. You know, when we talk about what what's the biggest thing I need to work on, that's it. Yeah, self worth. Yeah. And I can say that about ninety. Five percent people, maybe, but yeah. you know. Oh, absolutely. And I think part of that is, as as I've kind of looked at the things I've processed through, is yeah. there is an aspect to society where we start to feel bad about accomplishing things that other people may not accomplish, or and that creates that unworthy feeling within us, you know, and, and, and I've, I know why you guys are grinning because we've had these conversations and, and it's, it's a big struggle for me is accepting and allowing and saying, it's okay Mm -hmm. because I have worked hard for this, or I have done this. Mm -hmm. Maybe this isn't the journey the other person's on, but it it is that creation of, of self-worth. Yeah. And the best part when you get to it is having that self-worth and knowing you didn't have to put in any effort at all because you deserved it right you know you don't have to use the excuse i put effort into it to to say you know i deserve this there's things in life where you know you don't have to put any effort into it at all and it's still you know there right i think uh, some prime examples um so what what we do how we grow yeah every time we go to take another step you know i get this Right. Oh well, mm-hmm. Like when Viet said, do you want to host the radio show? I'm like, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, mean, I get it. Do we want yeah. to do it? But now we're here and we're doing just fine. Yeah. You know, it is um, even um, the thing that pops in my head is when we do wellness fairs and I walk around the room and I see a vendor charging $20 for a tarot reading. And all the rest of them are doing 40 and 45 or whatever the case may be. That's self-worth. You don't feel your value yet. Yeah. Right. Well, I just had this conversation with Diet getting ready for the upcoming thing. And yeah. and her and I had that conversation. I'm like, oh, I don't know. She's like, Are you serious? You know? <laughs> and so, but it, it is. I I I get it because I've I've been there and I I know and understand why people undersell themselves. Mm-hmm. And they really shouldn't. I just realized we have six minutes left. Oh, can you grab your cards? I can. And take us out with some some sure. future stuff? Well, she's getting that together. Let's talk about Ashland. Okay. So Ashland is September 3rd and 4th. It's just Labor Day weekend. Uh, it is a Saturday-Sunday show. And Miss Stephanie Lynn and Diet Renee will be doing their very first team psychic gallery mediumship gallery it's scary and play a little bit with them um but that is a 7 to 9 p.m show so if you're off the lake and want something to do for the evening please come ahead uh we have pre-sale on our website i believe it's on our website but definitely our facebook yes right all right okay take it away stephanie i i'm hearing three cards so we're going to do three cards. I usually spirit wants to do more, but I'm hearing three. So for the first card, and I am using, I always use my sacred forest by Denise Lynn Oracle card. So that's what I'm using today. Okay. And so for the first card is expansion. And I really feel like this kind of talks to that self-worth aspect. I don't see this expansion as 
building a business or or reaching out. I see it more as expansion within self, um, expansion mm -hmm. with understanding your worth, understanding that it's okay to stand in that. I know spirits being a little sassy too, because I feel like this is a little bit for me because if people understood how many panic attacks I've had for this weekend, they would get it. So, but really allow yourself to know your value, allow yourself to know it is okay to stand in that value and not to, I'm hearing not to dim your light just because you're afraid somebody else is going to be offended or bothered by how you shine. So expansion of yourself, everybody expansion of yourself. Letting go. Spirit is on a roll today, guys. Number two, letting go. I really feel like, again, this is going into that shadow work aspect that we've talked about. Moving past that fear, letting go of these things, allowing yourself to know it's okay. You know, I know a lot of the things that I've got boxed up, there's shame. There's a lot of emotion tied up in that. But I'm also realizing that's not mine to carry. And I feel like that's where spirit's coming in. Let go of that. No, it's not yours to carry. No, that's not where you live. That doesn't, you know, Danny, you and I have talked about this. That doesn't define who you are. Mm -hmm. It's it's a chapter in a book. Let it right. go. Why right. walk through life carrying all this? Right. And number three. And actually, I'm going to read this one as I pulled it because it's inverted. And it is It's kind of hard to see. Sorry. The courage card. And I think that's speaking to a lot of us still limiting ourselves in fear. You know, what, what is being courageous? Courageous is being afraid, but doing anyway, stepping up anyway. And so I feel like spirit is calling more people, calling you if you picked number three, to more specifically say, you know what? I might be afraid, but I'm going to follow this journey. I'm going to put one foot in front of the other. I'm going to get up on stage. I'm going to do this. I'm going to reach out to the people. So don't be afraid. It's okay. You may not be acting courageous now, but it's almost like spirit showing me coming out of your shell, come out of your shell, let yourself be there. So mm -hmm. for the three cards, again, number one was expansion. Number two was letting go. And number three was talking about building our courage. Yes. Yes, definitely. Um, all three things can be working on your path and your journey. Yeah, definitely. absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And I always have to think to myself, when I'm in spirit, will that have mattered? And the right. answer is always no. Right. You know, so for the shame, the guilt, the fear, the regret. Absolutely. When we're in spirit, none of it matters. So why should we kind of bind ourselves to that today? Yeah, there's there's too many of us who think here having this human experience that we're not supposed to make mistakes. Well, right. we're supposed to. That's why we're here. That's part of the human experience. Yeah. I've made shitty choices. Other people have made choices. Yeah. It's life. That's how you learn. That's how you move forward. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A life of lessons. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me on today. Yes. I have enjoyed much. my time with you. Wonderful. Appreciate it. All right. We will see you Saturday. I will see you guys on Saturday. All right. All right. Thanks. You. I love you guys too. Bye bye. Bye. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everybody for joining us for this show. Um, and uh, we've had a really great time. I'm speaking for both of us. Yeah, but absolutely. Had a absolutely. really great time. Yeah. And uh, perhaps someday in the future when Jet decides to 
I don't know, go to Mars or something, yeah. uh, we can uh, uh, do this again. So thanks for having us. And that was a good test drive. Yeah, definitely. Now, definitely. We, now we know where we're going to go and what we're going to do. Maybe yeah. for our future stuff. So. Oh, don't talk like that. Right <laughs> okay. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you.